Hey guys, welcome back to your favorite travel podcast, Amazing Adventures with David and Nicole. And today we are going to Jingle Bell Rock Our Way into Nashville. All right, well, here we are based just outside Austin, Texas. So a little bit about the place. It's Nashville, okay? Uh, it's become an enormous popular destination uh, for a lot of different groups of people, um, a lot of women go there for groups there's bachelorette parties bachelor parties uh we haven't been there neither one of us has spent any time there yet but when we committed to ourselves back in 2016 that we were going to go somewhere everywhere every year for christmas we thought well where should we go well Nath nashville's the kind of place we would like there's bars there's live music there's things in the area around it um it's definitely becoming a bigger and bigger destination, as you can tell by some of the prices. So keep that in mind. And we're not big fans of the cold weather, but we figured Nashville at Christmas time could be tolerable. So really, the why we went is really pretty simple in this one. It's we were looking for a place to go for Christmas. Uh, we were looking for someplace a little uh, less expensive. We were looking for someplace a little closer. And we also thought, we, hey, we'll cross Tennessee off our list. So... And what Christmas was this? 2021. 2021, two years ago. Right. Yeah. Coming up on two yeah, years. Yeah, and, and I had, you know, we had done some other Christmas trips, so, you know, I was kind of looking online to see what are the best places to go for Christmas, and this is on all of the lists as a great Christmas destination is Nashville. They do a lot of fun things there. Plus there's all the, you know, celebrity bars, Kid Rock, Jason Aldean. Aldean. Uh, uh, the doll, Dolly? Dolly Parton. Yeah, Dolly Parton. Yeah, bar. is it Miranda Lambert, the Miranda big pink Lambert, bar? Yeah. I can imagine there's a bunch of country artist bars. Oh, yeah. yeah. John oh, Rich. Yeah. Kid Rock one was the best, though. Kid Rock bar was pretty. When we travel and we don't have a rental car, when we're Ubering from the airport to the hotel and walking all night and Ubering wherever we go, um, that plays a role, especially in the part where we get there and we're like, well, we don't need to be driving anyway, do we? Right. Well, and in, in, in Nashville, if you stay near Broadway Street, you really don't have a lot of need for a vehicle. Um, all of the bars are like right there on Broadway or right off of Broadway Street. So, But as Nicole pointed out and did her research and found out, there really is only one area in Nashville to be in, which is Broadway and off-Broadway and the places we went, and that's what we did. So we... We were very much looking forward to it. It was a change in atmosphere for us for Christmas, which we were okay with. And uh, we headed out there. And, uh, you know, as we do, I did the research and um, I came across some things that would be some really great surprises for uh, David. And uh, uh, it killed me keeping them secret. But I kept everything pretty much secret um you know up till you know we were walking up to whatever it was um so well it does play in your favor too that david already has said previously that you know he doesn't necessarily need or want to know so much what he is doing as long as there's something to do when he gets there that surprise him so that works in your favor in that sense that yeah it was a little easier to surprise him right 
He and doesn't want to know. And if I start trying to tell him, he'll actually cut me off and say, <laughs> I don't want to know. I want to be surprised. When I see the research she's done into the trips we've taken, I just made it easier for me to know that let it all just be a surprise because that brings joy into it, whether it's my surprise, her surprise, our surprise. But w I was looking forward to Nashville because in that particular instance, I was having a very busy month and she was doing all the research and I knew nothing, really nothing about where we were going. I picked the hotel because she I asked her for the parameters and she gave them to me. We need to be close to Broadway. So I found a nice Holiday Inn just a little bit south of Broadway, about three blocks, four blocks from Broadway. I would recommend being a little closer to that <laughs> because when you're walking home at the end of the night or ho hotel, um, you want to be close. Yeah. After you've had a lot of drinks. But as it turned out, the first night worked out perfectly because when we got there and we dropped our bags, Nicole said we'd have to go to Old Smoky Distillery. And so she'd done the research on that, and it is a uh, moonshine place, among other things. Also, what was interesting, and I tried to pull this off, and she wouldn't let me, but it, we got in on a Thursday night, uh, Thursday afternoon, and the Tennessee Titans happened to be playing a home game in downtown Nashville against the San Francisco 49ers. And I thought, oh, man, we're football fans. That would be cool. And she said, no, we're not sitting in a bunch of stands when it's 50 degrees out, and we could be sitting in a more fun bar or whatnot nearby. So that's what we did, um, and we watched the football game at the Old Smoky Distillery. We tasted some moonshines. We had some snacks. We didn't know what to expect food-wise the first night. Um, and, and it's it, a really cool place. It's, like, very large and open, and they have, like, a giant TV. Um, not like to mention really, a large really outdoor big. area where if the weather's not too bad, it would could be enjoyable. But they also had igloos set up out, out there so that if it was really cold, you could actually get in an igloo on the outside. That's pretty cool. Yeah, little inflatable igloos. And so, you could see the whole distillery process uh, for the moonshine as well from, um, you know, walking and looking through the windows and things. And there was a lot of stories about it, and it was good. And we also got some local bars. Local bars, local beers called Yeehaw, and they had several different um, flavors, which I'm partial to Pilsners and Lagers, so of course I had some of those. The bars were cool. It was nice because there was no obligation with a waitress or waiter or anything. You walk up to the bar to order your drinks and sit down, and uh, we had a good time there the first night. We ended up going back once or twice more, including to gather up a bunch of moonshine for the trip home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they have, like, apple pie moonshine. I mean, and since then, we've seen Old Smoky moonshine at several different bars that they'll use for their mixed drinks. Uh, we just saw one the other night, a watermelon pepper or something like that, uh, that they were using uh, for one of their specialty cocktails. Right. So, it's definitely a round. Um, yeah, so we did that, and then we were... Then, we left there to go down Broadway Street and see um, some of the bars. And uh, we got, we started getting close to Broadway just about the time that the uh, Titans 49ers game ended. Because we, well, it was a little bit after because we had been watching it at the Old Smoky Brewery. So as we're getting to Broadway, all of the fans from the games were coming out. Um, and I captured a particularly fun photo of, uh, 
the 49ers uh, fans walking toward Broadway, and they're walking under a sign for the bar called Losers. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. And, because uh, assuming they lost the, the game. 49ers yeah. lost the game <laughs> that night game. to the Titans, so the 49ers fans uh, were coming to drown their sorrows at Losers. Yeah, it um, was a close game, too. Yeah, 20-17. to 17. Yeah. And uh, we know this, by the way, because if we haven't said this before, Nicole makes picture books of our trips for us before we knew we would end up doing a travel podcast. So we've got the book in front of us. And I have to tell you, again, for another four-day trip, this is quite an epic, but we'll see if we can be a little quicker with it. We uh, we got down to Broadway, and the first place we hit was Jason Aldean's. And Nicole got some really great aerial pictures of Broadway and the buildings. Yeah, because they have a lot of rooftop, rooftop bars. So many of the bars have one, two, I mean, have two or three stories, and a lot of them have the rooftop bars. So you can, um, like, in particularly, uh, I think it was Jason Aldean's, well, and Kid Rock's, they have, like, different music on each level. So if you don't like the music on the first level, go to the second level. If you don't like that, go up, go on up to the top level, and uh, you're sure to find one of the bands. Yeah, it was it was really very great. interesting to see that they they'd have a three or four story bar and they'd have live music on second and third and fourth floors and you'd get to one floor and you couldn't hear. Yeah, there was no bleed over between from one floor to the other. No. For those of you in Austin, it's probably really similar to like Grand Central Station. There's a uh bar up north Austin that's the same way. They've got like four rooms and it's all different music every room but you can't hear that's from cool. the other room. Even one room had karaoke. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> uh, glad you brought that up. We'll go ahead and drop this now. Hey, folks, Nashville is the home to up-and-coming singers across the America, right? Do not go to a karaoke bar. <laughs> Even the bouncers sound like they could get a recording contract tomorrow. We went to one one night. I'd had enough to drink that I was feeling frisky about it. I said, hey, let's go find a karaoke place, which we did, and uh, walked in, and I heard the bouncer belting out, a song or two and i said nope i'm not singing in this place well and then santa started singing and he was Ugh. phenomenal yeah like, i'm not competing with santa no so we had you know the first night we hit uh jason aldean's we hit kid rock we walked up and down the street um and the next thing you know you find yourself it's three o'clock in the morning and yeah the bars don't close till 3 a.m in nashville so which was very relevant yeah. to a story we hope to tell one day with a guest appearance by our buddy, the Immoral Compass, about <laughs> Charlotte. But, yeah, we learned that you can stay out till 3 in Nashville. Yeah. So, which we did the first night and every successive night. Um, we got up the next day and Nicole I think, had a So, schedule. the next day we had, um, I found out that they have... Uh, pop-up bars that uh, come up during Christmas time, and they're different every year um, in Nashville. So this year, uh, the first one that we visited was um, at the Hidden Bar, um, and it is uh, it's at the Noel Hotel. It's a hidden bar, and they had it set up to do uh, to be home alone. A bar of Home Alone, the movie. And so it was the McAllister's residence. It was the McAllister's house. But before you could even get into the pop-up bar, which was actually in the basement, you had to get on the wait list, and they told you you could go upstairs. And so this is 
We're going to jump ahead to one of the crazier stories because it shows the difference in my age versus many younger people who do things like 10 bar. So it's a really fancy hotel, really nice hotel. We're waiting to go downstairs to the McAllister House Home Alone pop-up bar. And we went to the nice fancy bar in the lobby. And the bartenders were named John and Caroline. And that doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people, but it means a ton to people in the East Coast, more so to people in New England who are of my age because that was Jackie and JFK's kids' names were John and Caroline. And so they introduced themselves. They said, oh, you're the Kennedy kids. And they looked at me like I was speaking French. <laughs> uh, so I explained it to them, and then they were like, oh, wow, that's so cool. So we're pulling up Google and pictures of you know, Caroline and J JFK Jr., and uh, having a drink with them, and then we were told it was our turn to go into the McAllister house, which is where the crazy story comes along. Are we going to save that for the end? Yeah, we'll just go. So along. we were in, you know, so we were in the Home Alone bar, and it is it is really cool. Like, um, they have uh, like their menus on the back of the menu, the cocktail menu. It has like different. It has like a map of the house, like he had made to like figure out how he was going to set these booby traps in the in the movie. Um, and there was Nero's pizza. There was, uh, there was a whole, and this is very significant. There was a, uh, window, like a door, like a fake door. And you could be on either side with, uh, like the little doggy door. And, you know, this was a significant part of the movie, uh, because at one point, you know, he points the gun through the well, Harry, doggy Harry door. sticks his head through. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like, and then there's the gun and, um. So before we get to that, because that's the crazy story, we'll push it off a little bit. But like they had um, DVD cases of the movies was how they served you your check. They had half the people in the bar. I would say half the people in the bar, the customers, were wearing uh, red and white plaid plaid flannel shirts. They had the move. They had movie posters. Um, it was it was really a hysterical representation of. And the cocktails were very themed to the movie. Um, I don't remember exactly what they were, but they were they were very cool. Oh, he has it on there. Yeah, but I gotta break down the glasses. <laughs> um, the uh, there was uh, TV is my life, thirsty for more, one two ten, uh, les incompetents. So and and my favorite, which I couldn't afford because Nicole wouldn't drink at me, was. Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> so while we were there enjoying ourselves, figuring what was going to be our last drink, the crazy story happened. Yeah, so we see this uh, couple. They were they were younger than us. 20s, 30s. Um, and they're at the, the little door with the little doggy door. And, you know, he sticks his head through and she points the gun at him and they're laughing it's funny it's this is part of the like this is a scene from the movie and this lady says like she this little old lady she wasn't a little old lady well she was a karen um literally her name yeah oh we found that out later but she was she was late 50s early 60s and uh and she's that is Scouting. sluts about this. And they said, look, it's a joke. It's a movie. Well, that is just completely... They said... I'm completely offended. And, like, The young female who was them. the one getting the rifle, you know, the BB rifle pointed at her, said, listen, this is a 
movie that means something to me and my sister and this is just well that is not funny you don't mess around with like do you even know where you are lady and <laughs> so she's she going off on him shoving them so the guy gets the the boy the man stands up and says listen sorry you didn't like it didn't mean to offend you and she shoves this guy hard and we're all like uh manager manager and the yeah manager that's was, assault yeah and, that, and that's Nicole, the criminal law paralegal. That's assault. She just assaulted him. Hey, you need to tell them she assaulted your boyfriend. And it was like everybody's trying to calm things down. And that's when one of the men she was with was like, hey, hey, Karen, relax. We're like, oh, of course. Oh, she's actually a Karen. <laughs> so yeah. that was that was both like a, a momentary downer and then a like, oh, my gosh, we've got our crazy story of the trip. <laughs> But that wasn't the end of the pop-up bars, so Nicole found the next one. Um, so the next one was the it was set up as like Nightmare Before Christmas, and like they had the giant worm thingy all the way. And, and I haven't haven't seen the movie, so I don't really know. I just Ugh. have seen all the characters on like out. TV. Um, so I saw the giant like snake worm thing like coming out like of their vents and on the outside, and it was. It was really um, all done up. They had like the the reindeers and the you know like the skeleton, a lot of skeleton stuff. It was it was a lot of fun. It was the bartenders were particularly fun there. Um, again, they had you know different drinks that were pertinent to the show to the movie. They had the wreath with the grimace. Um, it was. And it, yeah, it did bleed out into the street. And the drinks were such interesting colors and whatnot. It was really a, an excellent, excellent um, pop-up bar. And everybody's into it. In fact, one of the funny things was they had this bar bartender, right? So this beefy bald guy with a salt and pepper, full goatee and beard, wearing a Paws kitten t-shirt mimicking Jaws, which... Uh, I have a legal assistant who we call the youngest cat lady in America, and so we took a picture of her for that. <laughs> um, but then we uh, only had a drink or two there, and we headed down to uh, the Printer's yeah. Alley, right? Printer's yeah. Alley? Printer's Alley, which Nicole had also read about, another place I'd never heard again about before. And we went to a British pub, which you go downstairs into, the Fleet Street Pub, and it was a really cool place. Footnote, at the time that we went, we didn't realize this, but we have gotten into English soccer very much, and this is a home to English Premier League soccer watch parties now in Nashville. So were we to go back, hopefully it would be football season, we would love to do that. They had several different bars in the area, and the British Pub, of course, spoke to us because on several of our previous trips, we've gone places and met folks from England and other European countries. And um, they have on the wall there, they have scarves for all the different teams, including. Uh, <laughs> so, Nicole, another story you'll find out more about later, has become an Arsenal fan. And the Arsenal nickname is the Gooners. And um, no, the Gunners. They're the Gunners. Gunners, but... But in Austin, we call them the Gooners. In Austin, we Gooners. call them the Gooners. And uh, they had a scarf called Keep Austin Gooner. And here we are in Nashville, which the two cities both compete to be the music capitals of wherever. 
Um, so we had a really good time at the Irish pub, and then. Um, <laughs> and there was, you know, like cribs. The they had even they had the Christmas story uh, decorations. So you know they had the the famous lamp leg lamp, of course. And um, we uh, we took a long walk after we left that place. And one of the themes of this trip was so many bars, so little time, right? Obviously, we talked about Kid Rocks, and we spent actually two different nights at Kid Rocks. There was that um, bombing that had occurred in Nashville about a year, year and a half before we went there. And so they had a portion of a road that used to be significant down there blocked off, unfortunately. But we, we took a funny picture of what the blocked off road. We're on the sidewalk, and there's a sign on the left that says pedestrian walkway, and the arrow pointing to the right, and the very next sign says pedestrian walkway closed. So where do we go? <laughs> um, oh, this was this was the karaoke place, the Wild Beaver Saloon. I don't know what significance that has to karaoke. I'm just telling you, go there for the title. Do not go there for the karaoke. Well, you to listen to yeah, other to listen people. Yeah, to listen to it, just not to do it right. yourself. Don't perform. <laughs> right. Don't try to perform unless you are, unless you want to make an. If you're so great that you might be able to make it on Nash in Nashville, don't try. Don't yeah. try. So we had oh, yeah, and we had that the one bar that crazy dancer guy. Yeah, like that was yeah. at Kid Rocks. Oh my gosh, she had like uh, silver sparkly uh, legging pants, and he was a big, like a bigger guy, and he was just. He was weird, but he was getting down. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie called The Other Guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. But in that movie, there's a scene where they encounter an ex-girlfriend of Will Ferrell's character and her then-husband, who is basically taken for a joke. And it's this big, tall guy, full of hair, hairy everywhere. And um, he jokes about Arnie Palmer. The dancer looked like it could be this guy's brother. And he was all over the dance floor, and there were just nothing but people taking pictures of him. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. That was at Kid Rocks. And uh, we spent quite a bit of time at Kid Rocks. And, you know, the nights start to kind of bleed into each other a little bit. But was that the night we went to the burlesque show? Uh, well, one of the nights. Who, who cares when it was? Not sure. Yeah. <laughs> we went to a burlesque show at Skull's Rainbow Room in Printer's Alley. We spent a, a couple of times we went to Printer's Alley. Yeah. And uh, it was very entertaining burlesque show. And part of our crazy story was at one point in time, there was a loading dock area on the wall. And I turned around and there were four young girls. And these girls are in their mid-20s at best. Um, they're all wearing matching cow print shirts and dark pants. Sitting there watching the burlesque show, looking like cows, like cows, but they're not, they weren't big girls or anything, right. but they were young girls. And I, so I snapped a picture, um, thinking, well, this is an odd look for some young girls in Nashville on Christmas Eve. So enjoyed the burlesque show. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's on uh, Thursday, Fridays, and Saturday nights. Um, the, uh, the doors open at nine, the show doesn't start till 11. But I would recommend getting there early if you want a decent seat. It's a it's a really cool show. I mean, it's like the old timey burlesque. So um, I know sometimes you can go. You tr we've tried sometimes going to a burlesque and it turns out to, you know, be more of a strip club vibe. Which yeah, 
but I like the old timey, you know, like the classy, um, you know, naughtiness. Yeah. And it was cool because after they very much discouraged anti, you know, photography, so to speak, but they would let uh, the women could come up on stage and get some pictures with burlesque dancers afterwards, Polaroids. Um, and we managed to get a souvenir of that. And that was pretty much the end of that night for us because we did have to get up what we would call early on a vacation trip the next day because it was Christmas. And Nicole had booked us for a Christmas cruise aboard the General Jackson showboat, which leaves, uh, which traverses the Cumberland River, right? Cumberland? But, like, he did not know what we were getting up early. No idea what this whole day was going to be about. We were getting up early. And and that, so he said, you know, basically Broadway is all you have to worry about. Now, in Nashville, there is another area. It's where the Gaylord is, and that's where the Grand Ole Opry is. So there is that entire other area. Um, if you don't have a car, you will need to, like, get an Uber or whatever there. Because it's a, it's a it's you can't walk it for sure. Um, but the Gaylord is right there, and they go all out for Christmas, uh, the Gaylord in Nashville. And... They decorate the entire hotel. So I knew we were going to go there. So one of the things we did, this, it was going to start out with the General Jackson showboat, uh, which had, um, there was a Christmas Day uh, show on the boat. So with that a, was going to be our first right deal, with, with a dinner. With a brunch. And um, and it's, a, it's an actual fully operational steamboat that goes down and back up the river. Uh, with your show and food and drinks. And Nicole had us dressed up, which I didn't understand at the time. Right. Nicole. Well, I'll talk about what we were dressed up. Had us dressed up minute. for particular reasons, and people were truly loving it. Um, we even got one of those well, it was souvenir Christ- photos. It was Christmas so. outfits. So, right. They're like, you know. oh, you must really like that. And yes, we do. Right. Um, so. After we finished on the, the showboat, we went to the Gaylord, went actually to the Gaylord. So it's a little bit away from the Gaylords where the, the General Jackson showboat, although it's still affiliated with the Gaylord. So we went to um, the Gaylord, and he, this is the big surprise that I was having a really hard time keeping secret. Um, I had to pack our clothes without him knowing and then get us dressed and him not clue in on why he was wearing an elf shirt and why I was dressed as an elf. Uh, so David is a huge fan of the movie Elf. He loves it. He's obsessed with this. For the record, that's two Will Ferrell references in one story here. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh, so we get to the Gaylord, and my goal was that we get there, we look around. And that he doesn't know, because we had to have it scheduled, there was an elf experience. It was based on the movie. It was a full, interactive experience that, you know, like, immerses you in the movie. Elf immersion. So uh, I knew he was going to go crazy for this. Because, like, when we had gone to New York City, one of the things he did was we were at the Empire State Building, and he went in the re- the, the revolving door and went round and round and round like elf did in the movie so like 
you know, I was like, oh, gosh. They also um, made us get a slice of pizza at Jim's Pizza, <laughs> although it wasn't the one Santa recommended in the movie. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Gus's Pizza. Gus's. My question is, at uh, the Gaylord, did you get to eat the spaghetti? We did not get to eat the spaghetti. No? No, no maple syrup and candy in the spaghetti? No, no, we got to pretend create it, but we didn't get to actually. It wasn't real food, so we didn't actually get to eat it. But you play games... Yeah, but when pictures. we got to the Gaylord, I thought, well, I, you know, our, our reservation was a little wait. It was a couple of hours away, so I was like, well, we'll do looking around the Gaylord. We'll see all the stuff of the Gaylord, and then I'll, you know, then we'll go to where the Elf Experience is, and you'll be surprised. Well, as soon as we walk in, there's this huge display about the Elf Experience, like, and he looked at me, and his mouth dropped. <gasps> He was so excited. He was so excited. They had a bunch of places on the immersion where you could pose for pictures. And in the bottom corner, there's a hashtag that says Elfie for the picture. <laughs> you know, and all the signs from some of the more memorable lines. It's just nice to meet another human who shares my affinity for elf culture. So, um, yeah, it was off the charts awesome. He got you, There was like a virtual snowball fight. You had to do a whole... There was a dance, dance-off thing. It was, you know... Yeah. You got to push all the buttons, like on the elevator. It yep. was fully immersive elf. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had him in his elf shirt. And, you know, so, uh, like, people were actually asking to take pictures with us. Yeah. Especially me with my elf costume. Yeah, Nicole's, so Nicole's elf costume, she's wearing green and red candy cane striped tights with snow boots. She's got this elf outfit, which is this green plush jackety kind of thing short sleeves uh with white trim and a flowing red skirt underneath it and a green stocking christmas stocking cap and she was just the epitome of christmas like a little girl cried to get to take a pic like she was crying because she got to take a picture with me it was like the sweetest thing <laughs> yeah. like, so that was like the hot, that, and i mean that was a christmas present right that was my christmas present it was such a highlight it was so great and so we left that and now you go back out into the Gaylord, the whole massive complex, and you you could get on a gondola, basically, and take a cruise around seeing all the Christmas decorations. And it reminded me of back in 2016, my daughter went to college at a school just a little bit north of Austin called Mary Harden Baylor, who has one of the most uh, successful Division Three football programs in the nation. And being Division Three, they don't have an organized band like most big colleges do. They have a spirit band, and it's if you want to volunteer and can play an instrument, you're in. And my daughter did that, and she uh, played in the band, and the school went undefeated throughout the playoffs and made the national championship game, which was held in Western Virginia, not West Virginia, Western Virginia, Salem, Virginia, in fact, so the school put all the spirit, the spirit band, the cheer squad, the palm squad, got them on buses to send them to the national championship game. And my daughter is very attentive to me and things like that. And we, she messaged me the night, the first night, because what they did was they drove from Central Texas to Nashville and they stayed at the Gaylord and then went to the football game the next day. And I messaged her at some point that time back in 16. And I said, so have you made it to the Gaylord? Yes. And she said, yes. This is the nicest place I've ever seen in my whole life. It's a massive indoor complex, and they were there. She was there for the Christmas decorations, and now, you know, we got to be there and see that too. So, 
there's actually one up in the Dallas area as well. And uh, we've been there for Christmas one time, and it's it's a sight to see. Yeah. You would just, you don't think you're walking into a hotel. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's enormous and, you know, just so much fun. And so much of it you can just see just walking around. You don't have to even pay to stay there. You don't yep. have to pay to get in. You can, you can just explore the grounds. And there's even stuff outside. Well, yeah, and, and yeah. also if you're listening, they, do, they also do a lot of stuff for kids. You know, yes. and it's like, I know when we went to the one in Dallas, they literally had like a sled hill that yes. you could ride down on a toboggan, a fake snow hill inside right. the building. They had that too. <laughs> um, they had that actually outside nice. uh, by the Elf Experience. And they had like, um, they had ice skating. They had several different little rides um, on the outside for the, the kids mm -hmm. in addition to the outside the Elf Experience. And so, as if that wasn't enough in a day for a Christmas for a couple with no kids with them, that was not the end of Christmas Day. Nicole planned the final outing of the evening for us to go see the Oak Ridge Boys. And this was all about me. This was for me. <laughs> I loved, you know, growing up, uh, my parents uh, love country music, and they they listen to the Oak Ridge Boys. I love the Oak Ridge Boys. Um, you know, that deep... Uh, that deep voice. I mean, I I love it. I mean, and little known so, fact: deep voice guy in the Oak Ridge Boys is from New Jersey. <laughs> mm. Wouldn't let her forget that. <laughs> so uh, they had a dinner show at the Gaylord that was the Oak Ridge Boys, and we'd have a nice sit down, fancy dinner while watching um, the Oak Ridge Boys perform. And you know, and they had they were very interactive with the audience. They were talking. You know, t talking about their family and their lives, and it was, uh, it really, it got to me more than I expected. I actually started crying, and I'm not a crier, <laughs> uh, because it made me think of the good times with my parents. Um, and, you know, it, it was a happy, sad kind of cry, because, you know, my, both my parents are gone. Um, and my mother hadn't, had only been gone like a year and a half at this point so my dad passed in uh 2000 but my mother passed in 2020 uh during the pandemic so it had only been about a year i guess right so we finished up with the Oak Ridge boys and we headed back to nashville and we probably hit a bar or two that maybe we remember or maybe we don't <laughs> um the next day day after christmas we got up and nicole really wanted to go see the grand Ole opry well here's a tip to folks going to nashville who want to do that Book it way in advance and buy your tickets because we took a very expensive Uber all the way to the Grand Ole Opry to find out we could not go in for our tour. Yeah. So that was the one part that was kind of disappointing for Nicole. So don't forget to book a tour book in a advance tour. Right. for the Grand Ole Opry if you want to go backstage. And they only do it on certain days, too, which they were doing it that day, but they were sold out. So we were not able to do that. But we actually were going kind of out of town anyway because we wanted to go to prince's right uh hot nashville chicken. we have a friend who swears that prince's is way better nashville hot fried chicken than the ones you've heard of before including the one down on broadway whose names escape me now but um so we went to prince's and that was the most steaming hot burning fried chicken meal i've had in a long, long time, ever, to be honest with you. And we didn't even get the hottest. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't even, even get, get close to the hottest. And it's like everything is burning when you're done. 
It is so good. It was so good. It's so good. It is hot. But we actually had it before. Our friend um, who had recommended it, he had brought it one day. He went there for a work trip, and he brought Nashville hot chicken back with us. In a giant back with cooler him in a big bag. Cooler bag. We actually ate it here on the patio during mm-hmm. football, dying. Oh, um, the other one's Hattie B's. Hattie B's. Everyone hears yeah. about Hattie B's, right? He swears it's on Broadway. Princess is, and Hattie B's has been there longer, but so we and Princess is out of the way. So uh, if you have your own vehicle, and we haven't had Hattie B's, so we can't say right what one which one's better. But he's had a lot, so I I trust him. So the next day was a bunch of you know bar hopping and this that and the other and go to the Grand Ole Opry and come back for nothing. So this is where things kind of got interesting. First of all, we went to a place called John Rich's Redneck Riviera. We loved that bar. Very American, troop-oriented, positive, and whatnot. We had a very good time there. Then we went to uh, Dirk's Bentley's. Um, no, that wasn't next. But we went to a bar called... I just had it here in front of me a second ago. Oh, what was the name of it? escaping me but we went to this bar and those four girls in the cow outfits were the only other people there at the time you know the music was good you, you walk by a bar in nashville and the music's oh uh is gonna be good and sure enough we went in and there was nobody else there except those four other girls and one of those girls i don't know how or maybe i said something said hey weren't you guys at the burlesque show the other night in cow shirts like Oh my God! Yeah, I go. I thought so, and I showed them the picture I'd snapped of them, <laughs> and they all just swooned. Oh my God! Said us a big. Oh, I can't believe. It. And so, they started talking to us and hanging out, and every, the five women, Nicole and the four of them, were dancing for a while, and then we went our separate ways to. And then we all ended up at the souvenir shop. At the the same next time. day, right? The next so day, crazy. we go to the souvenir we kept shop into them. and we bumped right into them. And we're like, okay, well, who's stalking who here? It was like so crazy. Uh, Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. No, that yes, was at the very airport. famous. No, there's one on on Broadway. But there was it's a... super famous. The one that's on Broadway is famous. Right, but that's it's a not multiple. The... the one we were at was this we had a weird name. Anyway, it's this one, and I can't read it now. It's like Last or Lucky's. I think it's Lucky Lucky's. Bastard. Lucky Bastard. There it is. I saw it. <laughs> the Lucky Bastard. So we see these four girls at the Lucky Bastard. And then the next day, our final day there, we bump into them again in the souvenir David shop. David said that was his theme bar, Lucky Bastard. Lucky Bastard. That's my bar in Nashville. If you come to Nashville, <laughs> look for the Lucky Bastard, and you'll find him at the Lucky Bastard. So the where we ended the night, which was really freaking cool, the last night was we went to Dirk's Bentley, and there was a band playing on the ground floor, and we went up a flight, and there was another band playing somewhere else. And we went up a third flight, and we've we've left out a few things on this trip because, um, let's be honest. That was actually at Tootsie's. Was it Tootsie's? No. Yeah, it was Tootsie's. We're going to argue about Tootsie's versus Dirk's Bentley. <laughs> if Dirk's Bentley hears this, could you please contact us to clarify? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Tootsie's, the, the, it was on the second floor, and it was this really small spot where we had the bar, the... The live band all to ourselves. And I'm, I, I'm certain it was the third floor. I'm going to argue with you whether or not it was Tootsie's. But here's the thing about Nashville, and this kind of wraps it up and sums it up, I think, is a good way to put it, too. Okay? We'd been there for three or four days. I mean, we were up and out by noon every day, if not earlier. We were out till 3 a.m. Did we go back to the hotel and take a nap or two every day? Probably. Um, but 
By the time we were there for the last night, when we went to the... But most days we didn't remember how we got back to the hotel. Yeah, the walk back to the hotel. Thankfully, it was downhill. We cut... Anyways. Um, but this... It was a lot of drinking. And I, oh, one thing, one footnote. There is not a lot of... Believe it or not, there is not a lot of good late night eating in Nashville. There was a yeah, food all truck of the or food two. places close early. There was like some a Mediterranean a Mediterranean food, food, truck, food or... truck that it was yeah. very disappointing. We wound up being very hungry. Oh, there were a lot of people very hungry at the end of the night. There's like no breakfast. Yeah. Like, you want breakfast? You like, would think that of all, all places, Nashville would have a diner on Broadway, and there'd be a line out, you know, three blocks there off. There would be. That but would so, be a good. Hey, anybody out there looking to have a startup business? Yeah. Open a breakfast diner. Heck, start with a four hour on Broadway in or, Nashville. Or start with a food truck a block or two off, get popular enough, and then open up a place. They need late night food in Nashville. I mean, except for the point, you know, where they're open till three. But um, so we went to this last bar on the last night, and we had been out all day. And we went to the second or third floor, depending on which one of us you ask. And we get there, and there's a bar and a bartender, and there's a band just about to take the stage. And we look at them, and there's nobody else on the, on the floor. And we look at them, and I, we recognize the lead singer as a guitarist from a band we had seen play earlier in the day at Kid Rock. And we recognize the lead guitarist as one of a, a three-person band of a female and two males that played at the barbecue place. Yeah. where we had lunch at like four o'clock. So we went up and we're like, hey, we saw you at Kid Rocks earlier today, right? And yeah, that was me. And we saw you at the barbecue joint like way earlier today. Yeah, that, I was like, we were there. We tipped jars and everything. You guys are great. They're like, oh, thanks. What do you want to hear? We're like, what? Like, what do you want us to play? There's nobody else here. It's you two and a bartender. We're like, Ooh. so we basically had our own live music jukebox for over an hour at one o'clock in the morning in Nashville, and they were awesome. They played, she's gonna swear. It's just, <laughs> they played Tom Petty, they played the Eagles, Jimmy Buffett, they played some faster stuff, some modern stuff. Like, when we what, go back to Nashville next uh, month, I'm gonna show you exactly where it was, and you're gonna have to tell me I was right. So, that's a great spot to plug this. That uh, the reason we are doing Nashville while we are doing Nashville is because on November 11th of 2023. They are going to Nashville. Going back to Nashville, the 10th of the 13th, Veterans Day weekend. And they want all of you listening to come. Come on, join us. Get to see Nashville from the eyes of someone who researched it and has been there. And the one thing I will warn you of, and we're going to leave on this note. Apparently, as much as Nashville is known as the music city, for all the great music it's put out, when you're lying or sitting on the plane on the way home at 6 o'clock in the morning on whatever day you're leaving, having drank at the airport bar at 5 o'clock a.m. because they continue to serve alcohol, um, there are only three songs they play in Nashville. (laughs) That's it. All right? Smooth as Tennessee whiskey. All my exes live in Texas. And friends in low places. We got home, and we tried to remember any other song we heard and that's it. It's that, those three songs. They play a lot of others, but they play those at every single bar, every single night. Every single hour. Yes. Yeah. It's Apparently, it's Nashville law. You're going to hear Garth Brooks, Chris Stapleton, and George Strait three times an hour, every hour, no matter what bar you're in, no matter where you're at, 
And when you get home, that's all you can remember. But at the end of the day... I'm sure the alcohol had nothing to do with our memories. No, nothing. <laughs> Nashville was a good time. Merry Christmas, and we can't wait to be back there next month. It's a great, great Christmas destination that you might not be able to remember. Unless you take a lot of pictures and make a book this thick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that about wraps it up, guys. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to the next one.